Welcome back to another episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And we are guest hosting from our own podcast, Predator Minute. Hey! Hey, the weekly one, not the Monday through Friday one. Correct. Yes, and... This week, or this week, yes, we're joining you for five minutes of Into the Minute, or if, of Into the Minute, of into, <laughs> five minutes, five minutes of Into the Night. We are professionals. <laughs> we are professionals. We've done this before. Uh, we'll be discussing minutes 41 through 45. Today, we're discussing minute 41 of Into the Night. Minute 41 opens with Jeff Goldblum saying, his wife? And My wife. With- <laughs> My wife. <laughs> and ends with Jeff Goldblum saying, that's hard to believe. Mm, cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. Great chance for a commercial break right here. Time to right there. Yeah, grab your extra popcorn from your microwave to go hit the bathroom for a quick break. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of dialogue going on here this minute. A scene change after the midway point of the minute. And yeah, a lot of stuff to dive into. So uh, what's on your mind, Jeff? What, what do you have to talk about first? All right. Well, we uh, we, we open here in this minute with uh, this continuing conversation between Goldblum and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. And uh, the first thing I noticed is the stark contrast in their jackets. Uh, Goldblum is rocking a pretty awesome corduroy, brown corduroy jacket. Looks like if he moves too quickly, it's going to burn his skin <laughs> and uh and uh pfeiffer she's got this pretty awesome bright red leather jacket reminiscent mm-hmm. of uh maybe a little michael jackson yeah i am totally reminded of michael jackson keep in mind john lannis the director one of the big things that he directed was thriller yes the thriller Good video call. do you think he yeah. just went back to the uh closet of thriller and just found it and grabbed it and was like, wear this. <laughs> I mean, this is a pretty low budget affair, wasn't it? So <laughs> I, I think so. And the thriller video came out in 1983. So a couple years prior to this. So I think you're right. Just had it kicking around and uh, the costume wardrobe department. Said, Did you hey, ever, you. have you ever owned a leather jacket, John? You know, I've owned the kind of, uh, I don't know how you describe it. Kind of like rough, like kind of, not expensive kind of leather jacket. It's really yeah. stiff. Like the this is like usually a black or a dark brown. And I like, remember like just, from the mall, right? Yeah, like from the mall, like <laughs> or from like a thrift store where like it's been heavily used. Have you? <laughs> no, but I did own a pretty awesome uh, denim jacket, like in Ooh. 1988. <laughs> you know, when I was all of eight years old. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but never the leather. I could never pull off the leather. I was too lanky, too mm-hmm. too thin. Like a leather jacket would just look like a leather jacket hanging on a, you know, a hook. Right. <laughs> like right. like, yeah. like 
like a leather jacket hanging on a coat hanger is what it looked like on on 12 year old me <laughs> okay I, I can kind of picture that yeah right you know like just scrawny shoulders the jacket just swallowing me up no i could never pull it off i didn't look cool enough but you're still giving it your best try i know you you're gonna put forth your best oh, effort i put that i put it on i went into the dressing room stood there for a while <laughs> Had to have a, a little bit of an introspective nightmare and realize that I could never pull this off and put it back on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, I felt about the same way where I thought, yeah, it was cool for pictures, but just everyday wearing, like, nah. Like, I, nah. I'm much more of a fan of just really, I don't know, thin kind of clothing and stuff stuff I can layer with. You can't really layer with a leather jacket. It's either no. you're wearing the leather jacket and the rest of the outfit, or you're wearing a completely different outfit. Well, and usually the leather jacket has to be like part of the outfit, right? Right. You know, and then if you take off the leather jacket, now it doesn't look right. And now you're cold or you put on the leather jacket and now you're hot. Like mm-hmm. I sound like Jerry Seinfeld right now. <laughs> What's the deal with the leather jacket? <laughs> But Michelle Pfeiffer is definitely pulling it off here. She's looking kind of like a, a little bit of a streetwear model right here. Just yeah, she this looks is how good. you wear it. Yeah, like in New York City or something like that, walking down the street, even though yeah. this is a, a completely Hollywood street, but making it work. Yeah. The big hoop earrings. So uh, they're chatting it up, and then we get a little knock at the door, don't we? Who's this yeah, guy? They, they're, they're chatting up. They're um, trying to put a phone call out there for Jeff Goldblum. Um, is he trying to get his car back? Is that what the phone call is about? Just trying to get his car back. Like yeah. the guy's a dude, where's my car? Right. Or any other movie kind of cliched <laughs> with that. It's <laughs> maybe it's one of the early movies to do the whole like, where's my car? Yeah. Trope. But it, it it's, it's funny that, right. He's interrupted here and that later in this minute, that's what he seems to be caring about. But you're right. There's a knock at the door and, uh, it's some guy from the San Francisco Police Department. <laughs> Apparently, but <laughs> I think it's all part of like whatever the movie they're working on. I think it's called Cali Jack. And mm. in the movie, this actor is playing the assistant director of Cali Jack. And in real life, his name is David Sosna. And he is not really as as that. He doesn't really play an actor in the movies, but he is a real life second unit director or assistant director with forty credits to his name. So he's he's the assistant director on this movie, mm-hmm. and he's playing the assistant director in the fake movie that's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're yes. telling me? Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. So art imitating life. Wow, that's here. impressive. Uh, how the did you figure out who this guy was oh i'm glad you asked it was a, a long long process a lot of steps <laughs> um, i even went so far as renting the movie on amazon because amazon gives you the x-ray vision where it says oh here's the actor on screen you did not i did but for <laughs> into the night do you know what wow. it does for amazon all it does is say in the corner it says click here for all the cast members or click here for all the trivia for this movie there's no on-screen pop-up trivia like in um more modern movies or more well-known movies oh man so so, um (laughs) basically that i resorted to going to the imdb for the movie and anybody whose name i didn't recognize and whose names were around the same place uh, as uh bud herman who's the director of the on-screen movie here, Kelly oh, Jack. Okay. Um, anybody whose name was showing up around there, I assumed had something to do with 
being on set or being a part of the crew. So I was just copy and pasting those names into Google, seeing what kind of images popped up. Right. And for the most part is a quick, easy, oh, that's not the person. It looks totally different. And then for this guy, all that popped up was a little tiny thumbnail image. I couldn't find any other images. And I thought, man, that looks kind of like him. So I went to his IMDb for David Sosna and saw that he was in Coming to America, the Eddie Murray, Eddie Murray, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall movie, if you remember that one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So Coming to America, and another work, John Landis film. It is. They work at McDougal's because they, they, couldn't, at, right. they couldn't say McDonald's. <laughs> the upside down arches. Right. <laughs> and he plays a character named Cartier Delivery Man. There's one scene uh, where the love interest and her friend are in their apartment watching TV and there's a knock at the door and um, somebody's delivering jewelry, Cartier jewelry. And mm. he's playing that part. And so I went to find the whole movie of coming to America on YouTube, you know, found, <laughs> found wow. his name in the credits because the credits say, you know, in order of appearance, went back to the movie coming to America, clicked through to, I saw, oh, there's the Cartier delivery man. It's not obvious. It's like a five second on-screen thing. But as soon as you see him, as soon as he opens his mouth, you can no, tell, oh, him. that's him, David Sosson dropping off the jewelry. So I wow. nailed you, David. I found you. You know what, John, your dedication <laughs> To figuring out this no-name actor slash assistant director is truly commendable. Nice work, buddy. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. So so this character. And that segment? (laughs) It's the segment. Uh, Because all he does in this movie is just pop in. He says, you guys need to leave now. Right. And and they leave. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, he is wearing a sweet track jacket, though. Yeah. Man, that is badass. Speaking um, of jackets, yeah, I mean, everybody's rocking the jackets in this minute. You could call oh, it no kidding. Jacket Minute, or <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that. Isn't she wearing a great jacket? My wife's watching too, the, the red leather. Mm, She's amazing. Jacket She's amazing. Minute. <laughs> They're two very good looking people. They're very good looking. My wife is. My wife. My wife. (laughs) All I want to say is that they're just very good looking people. That's it. (laughs) No. They're very, very attractive. They really are. Yeah. They don't have like the modern edges on them. They're just kind of a little bit scruffy looking. Uh uh. Are you serious? Are you serious? Look at her. But look at like like the hair is all like kind of feathered back and. Cut short that took hours. That took hours. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Fine. Jeff Goldblum. Like Jeff Goldblum is not all kempt. <laughs> this guy with the San Francisco Police Department hat. He's kind of scruffy looking. <laughs> Dude, that guy's amazing. Uh, by the way, he's been the assistant director on a ton of movies. When I look yes. at his IMDb here, mm-hmm. um, but my favorite list are his acting credits. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let me just quickly list his acting credits here. Okay. Um, he was, uh, I'm, I'm going to skip over the things I've never heard of, but okay. he, he was in uh, both The Shining and The Stand TV miniseries, not the actual movies, TV miniseries, although The Stand was just a TV miniseries. Uh, he had a small, uh, tiny part in Point of No Return, mm-hmm. Child's Play 3, the worst of the Child's Play movies, um, Coming to America, that's a good credit. The Hard Way, uh, Into the Night, of course, and uh, Blast Off Girls. I'm not familiar with that one, actually. No. Uh, the Hard Way, I can uh, speak to because that was the first movie I ever saw that was rated R in the theater. 
Oh, is that the one with, I'm clicking on it. Is that the one with Christian Slater? No, Michael J. No. Fox and James Woods. And Michael oh, J. Fox is yeah, playing God, the, the Hollywood cop movie. who has to visit James Woods, who does it the hard way, the real way, the real cop right. way. Oh, he's tough. I'm a <laughs> Republican. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but ever uh, followed James Woods on Twitter? Don't. I've, I've heard the stories, but yeah, so I don't. Skip it. <laughs> but on the hard way, David Sosna is credited as Frog Dog Vendor. <laughs> so <laughs> that's 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 a title that would live in infamy. I'll have to watch the Hard Way again just to double check. Okay, is that our boy David Sosna? <laughs> so right. files. Confirm that he's there. Yeah. Sarah wants to know. I don't know who's this woman on the door when the guy opens it. Who's the, the woman on the, on the right. door when the hold guy? On, hold on, hold on. Oh, the little picture, the woman in the picture frame. No, not the woman in the picture frame. Oh. That guy right there. Yeah. Oh, it is a woman in the picture frame. Who is that little girl? I believe that's supposed to be. I think that's supposed to be Christy, who's the main actor in the movie they're filming, and who's the director's love interest. Like yeah. you only see a little bit of that interaction, mm-hmm. and she meets a very tragic end. One in which. I was watching the other day and just made me really mad the way she befalls her fate. So that brings us to the next segment. If I could bring this up, uh, we have found a little bit of an Easter egg, haven't we, John? Well, I would say you found it. So why don't you uh, see us next Wednesday? Yeah. So this movie is directed by John Landis. Mm -hmm. And um, John Landis has a running gag in all of his films where in some way or another – he will work in the fake movie title, See You Next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and See You Next Wednesday is uh, apparently, so says the Wikipedia article, um, that he got the title, See You Next Wednesday, from the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's apparently the last line spoken uh, by the the father character in uh, Frank Poole's letter from his parents. Um, you might remember like the video chat that they have going on and anyway, chat. (laughs) anyway, so for whatever reason, it must be an inside joke with Landis and some other producers or something. He works this into all of his films. Uh, if you're a fan of American werewolf in London, as I am near the end of the movie, they go into a, an adult theater and the name of the movie playing in the theater is see you next Wednesday. Mm. You can also find it in, uh, what did we say earlier? Coming to America mm-hmm. shows up on a movie poster there. Uh, Trading Places, it shows up there. Um, all the movies that John Landis has touched, uh, you can find this Easter egg. So we just happened to get the minute where this first shows up, which mm-hmm. is pretty exciting. And it shows up on the wall uh, in a framed movie poster right behind Goldblum here in the middle of this minute. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. And are we seeing any details about who's in the movie on this movie poster? Because sometimes uh, Landis yeah. will put like the credits on the movie poster and you'll say, and oh, it'll wow. it'll be like, like famous Olivier? people. Yeah. <laughs> right? I can't. No. Can you see? Like I'm looking at it right now and it's blurry. Like they have the camera focused on the characters in the foreground. And I can clearly see See You Next Wednesday, but the the subtext the bylines here I cannot read. Yeah, I can't either. But from the picture, I am definitely getting a female James Bond look. There, there's yeah, a, there's a the woman like screams. in the spotlight. Yeah, she has like the tuxedo on with the tie, but like uh, it's really oh, short, right. like hot pants basically. So you see all her leg, and she's holding what looks like a Tommy gun possibly. And in the background, yeah. you see uh, the 
the gun barrel or an allusion to the gun barrel and her silhouette holding a gun in it. So it's Good a nice call. I didn't uh, catch that before. Yeah. take on, on uh, the James Bond imagery. Nice. All right, everybody. So minute 40, you can find the John Landis, see you next Wednesday, Easter egg. <laughs> All right. And so... <laughs> I just what? I just laugh because I think because one of the credits for See You Next Wednesday is Michael Jackson's music video Black or White. You know that video? Oh yeah. <laughs> and it says uh, See You Next Wednesday is shown on the window when Michael Jackson throws a garbage can through. The window <laughs> is that of a company named See You Next Wednesday Storage Company. So can you That's see amazing. John Landis trying to explain to Michael Jackson like? Listen, MJ, like we really, really have to put this reference in Michael Jackson's teehee. Okay. And he's like, John, I just don't I just don't understand why you've put this on the side of the garbage can. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Why is it a different movie in every movie why, you make? Why do I have to throw this through the window? It's so violent. It's against my character. <laughs> oh sh- my hair is on fire. Please come and put it out. Shamon. <laughs> Shamon. <laughs> what a classic. Uh, All right. And but that has been Michael Jackson Minute. Michael Jackson Minute. So we leave the All office. Right. We leave the office after David Sosna says he wants you to leave now. And then it cuts to keep saying Jeff and Michelle, but we'll go by their names. We cut to Ed and Diana walking down our, a fake Hollywood street. Um, with uh, some good camera motion in the background, you can see some scenes lining up for the movie on set to be filmed. Uh, and they're just walking away from that set and onto the, onto the next part where they can continue their conversation. Because at this point, Jeff Goldblum just wants his car back, man. And Michelle Pfeiffer, hey, just wants Jeff Goldblum to stick around for a little bit. And oh. hey, stick, stick around. around. Stick around. <laughs> Uh, she wants him to help her with whatever she has going on because so far in this movie, we haven't really learned about what she's in possession of. What's the big MacGuffin of the movie? What does she need so much help with? And when we end this minute, we still don't know. But his little line of saying, "Hey, I, I don't have time for this. I, I have to go home. I have to find my car." It really it remind me of Luke Skywalker telling Obi Wan Kenobi in Star Wars, you know, I, I can't, I can't go there. That's so far away. Alderaan, I have to go home as it is. I'm going to be in trouble. And Obi-Wan is having to refocus him saying, you know, there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger story going on. And I think Michelle Pfeiffer is going to have to educate Jeff Goldblum just about how big of a story he's stepping into that he can help with. Yeah. He's trying to bow out. Mm-hmm. He just wants his car back, man. I just want my car back, man. But uh, she's going to, she's got that red leather jacket. She's going to give him a wink and a smile and keep him there, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, have we done it? Did we discuss minute 41 of <laughs> Into the Night? I think we have <laughs> nailed yeah, minute 41 of Into the Night. We definitely nailed it. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Listeners can find the Into the Night podcast on iTunes and Google Play or at the main site, nightminute.com. The social media group is on Facebook as The King Lives Listener's Limo and on Twitter at Night Minute. So please join us next time on the Into the Night Minute. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category. Thank you.